media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. So Brian, uh, Brian Mufakeng is in studio talking about Brian Mufakeng. We have our eye on feature every Sunday. We speak to someone in media and marketing and find out more about them. Brian, good chatting to you. We've never spoken about you. We've spoken about soccer. I've, I've spoken to you many times about something like whether it's AFCON or Kaiser Chiefs or Mamalodi Sundowns or Pirates or Bafana. We've never spoken about Brian Mufakeng. Thank you very much for having me, Ashraf. I think we, uh, we, uh, I think you know more about me than anyone else. Well, I don't know. We're going to find out just now, you know. Yeah. And now the whole country. By the way, besides people listening in, and it's great that you are listening. Uh, if you've listened to Brian Mufakeng providing soccer commentary in the main, uh, tell us what you think about it. You can you can SMS three four seven zero one. Tweet. Uh, is worried. Tweets using hashtag media show. Follow me on. On Twitter, Ashraf Garda, as well as to SFM Radio. But by the way, on, on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, uh, go to that. You'll find me on Facebook Live, so you'll see visuals of myself and Brian. So I'll give you a thumbs up there because Teboko's taking all the recordings there. And uh, do comment as and when you, you watch it as well. Okay, so so let's talk job title then. You, I'm saying soccer commentator. Is it is it more than that? I call it sport commentator because I do more than football now. Um, athletics and all other sporting codes as well. But I think my key job has always been football. So, so when, okay, so when did the more, because I've certainly, when I've done sport, I've never spoken to you about other sports, right? I've got to say, I mean, if you look at the way it all started, when I got here to SAFM, I was brought in here to be John Herrick's cover. And when I came here the first time around to be the guy that's doing sports. And uh, when uh, the gentleman was supposed to be doing our football in uh, KZN, uh, there was a bit of uh, shabble there. Then eventually asked me to, to chip in and just to come and do the football. And after that, I felt, oh, we love you doing so. Can you stick around and do football? And that's how we all started to me to do football. So, so, so you actually didn't come here to do football reports? No. I was not here for that. I was here for sports show. Uh, to be coming in as, uh, to work with John Harika. As, as I was supposed to be producing, presenting. What? No, no, I was supposed to be with him in studio to be my mentor, more or less than anything else, because he had been around for a while, and I just came back from doing music radio more than anything else. So oh goodness! I was coming okay. around to moving from music radio into sport, and it was a different dynamics altogether. So I needed to understand and know exactly how things happen in this particular industry. So, so music radio, where were you? There? We're learning so much about Brian Mafakeng already. <laughs> music radio. Uh, it all started at Kenai FM. That's where I started my radio career. And then from there, moving to Josie FM, where I was then. Then I went to Retail World, where I was in the uh, Econ Group, Retail World, the first, in fact, retail radio station. We launched that with John Kharikia way back in the days, 2001. Okay. Uh, that was in uh, playing in a whole lot of countries. Can talk about from Botswana in the southern region, in fact. That's where we had stores and we were able to broadcast there. So uh, Helen Mejvoch, Kulchik, yeah, okay. uh, was in one of the stores and had me. And then uh, she found it quite interesting and said, can I pop into have a chat and we I was in the end then afterwards it's they, like they said the rest is history oh my so, so is that what happened okay but you you actually got it so but in fact you, you were then planned to to be mentored with sport then why, why sport if music was your gig at that stage listen I mean I, I had tried my luck I mean I remember when before Radio Bob mm. got to be closed I had actually gone for an interview and I was given a job at Radio Bob and two days later, when I found the station, oh was my goodness! And yeah. then I had an interview with Metro FM. Then yeah. Leo Manne was still the head, and uh, we had agreed on certain things. And I, it was looking good on that particular front. And I realized, I looked, I sat down, and I, I, I really had a conversation with myself to say, okay, this is what is happening. Music radio has a lot of people already in it. How many radio stations do you have in the country? And let's look at, let's look at longevity. 
how long do you have in the music industry, basically as a, as, as a presenter, versus if you take up a new craft, which is now sport, where you're talking about your tireless, in the late 60s, they're still doing commentary. If you look at it, if you mm. really look after yourself and work very hard and become the best, you can be there for a while. You can really be able to sit there until you get to your 60s or 70s if you want to, more or less. And, uh, and also the challenging aspect of moving away from, I mean, if you do a music show, you can, you can rock up in a studio, literally, as they would say, or you can come 15 minutes before a show. Well, a sports show, I have to be there at least three hours before. The prep has to be done before I even get to the venue. So by the time I arrive, everything has been prepped, everything has been done. When I go on air, you sound like, wow, that guy's a walking mm. encyclopedia. Mm. All of that has been practiced, all of that has been rehearsed, everything has been gone through. So it's a lot of work coming in before you do actual show. So bottom line, no spas out with you? No. I mean, now, now we know. Brian Mofokeng with us. By the way, if you wish to call in and comment, uh, happy to do that. Uh, short, sharp calls. 0891-104207. So, so, okay. So, you, you then got a break by, by doing some unplanned soccer reports. Not commentary, right? Yeah. Match reports on, on games, right? Yes. Uh, what, what was it like the first time? First time was shocking. I mean, I, I, I walked in here. I was, I was so, so... I mean... I, you, you would know more because you remember I did some reports when in, in the AM Live, when mm, you were still doing mm, AM Live. Mm, mm. And I remember one day yourself and John Perlman called me to order because mm. uh, I think my I, I, I probably done a game in the evening, slept at 4 o'clock <laughs> in the morning, had to file a report early in yeah. the morning. And because my mode was still in a commentary mode, I had done an incoherent yeah, type yeah. of uh, report. And, yeah. and when that happened, when you find your boss calling you, or even because then you're my boss because then I'm <laughs> going straight into your platform. Yeah. And when you had said that, and I really was a bit frightened and uh, I mean a lot of people really uh, came into play to mold the brand people know today yourself John Perlman yeah. uh, Muhammad Ali John Kherike Helen Medvuch uh, I can talk about a lot of people that wow. really have worked hard to see where I am Babam Tetu I've had a lot of people have actually come in here to make sure that because they all said we see where you're going we know you have talent we know you're very good they have done a lot of good work so don't slack do your job. Well, I always use a phrase, and, and you, of course, follow sport. I said, why be mid-table or one point above the relegation zone when you can win the league? Because, I mean, clearly that must be the plan, isn't it? It's always going to be the and plan. And you can do the same thing in terms of your work. How, where would you rate yourself, seriously? As, as a soccer... Com- At the moment? Soccer, yeah. At the moment? Yeah. I think I'm right up there. This I mean, right five up. years ago, I was still not sure where I was going with this. But now I really know my craft. I know what my strengths are. You know, first thing you need to know your strengths and weaknesses. I've identified those. I've actually worked very hard on my weaknesses. And uh, I'm really up there. I, so, I believe. So what, what, I believe. What, what are your strengths? My strength is really, I mean, language. It's always been my, my, my strongest thing. The uh, player's information, which is where I can actually dig deep in a player's info and really be able to give a proper biography of a player in a game. And also the fact that I have a unique voice. You cannot really, you can't, you can't even change true. about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know that if I can do that, and the fact that I grew up in both neighborhoods, that is in Mayfair, that's where I grew up and was raised. And, uh, and then I also had a chance to be in Soweto. So many understand more languages than most of the commentators we have at the moment in the country. So therefore, they give and, me and a different advantage. cultures that that feeds into it. That's absolutely vital. It all comes into well, it. Well, I mean, the voice, I think, is a given. You're a strong, booming voice, which certainly works. And you, I will say this, you're right. From an information point of view, you can't just have somebody passing a ball. You want some interesting tidbits about about people that says, "Wow, okay, I'm learning so much." How important is that? It is very important. You, you, in in our work, because I mean, for example, let's have a look at a game. We are doing a game between Free State Stars and uh, Platinum Stars. 
people not really not not a lot of followers for that game. So what what will really make a list now if you are tuning in to that game if they don't really like the teams per se? You therefore need to bring a different aspect to the game, which would be the information about the players. There's a guy who's grown up in Strackbait who doesn't even know that there's a player come from Strackbait in, in playing for the team. Yeah. So you find that alliance starts forming not basically for the team, but because I have somebody I can relate to. Here's a young man who grew up in the same neighborhood as me. He's doing very well for himself. So in meaning, for me, who's really running a farm somewhere in Stackspade, I can get in here and I can be the best by far. Wow. Brian Murphokeng, there's more to come from him. I tell you what, let, let's, let's hear Brian. Have you, do you ever hear yourself in action? <laughs> no, hardly do. <laughs> <laughs> well, d- Brian Murphokeng, soccer commentator, this is what he really sounds like. Here they go for South Africa into the penalty. The ball is played in. Chance in there! Loving the goalkeeper, one nil South Africa go up. A beautiful goal, and in the jolly, only his second Bafana Bafana goal. The only goal he has scored before today was against Niger in a 2 1 loss for South Africa on the 4th of September 2011. And what a chance! And what a lob! Beautifully converted. South Africa go one nil up. Yeah, Brian Murphy There we are. You're smiling. I love that guy. Demoko, you need to get a close-up of, of Brian on the Facebook Live page. Check out this guy listening to himself. You know, did you pass that test? Yeah, I did. I think I think I did. I I, I uh, you know I I was I was watching on social media. In fact, when I said I was going to be on your show, mm. I remember some of the guys were saying, "Hmm, interesting to see where it all started." I mean, you didn't know I was in a corporate world, did you? No, I didn't. Well, now we know. I was in a corporate world. I mean, Khalib Kachalia. The Kachalias took me through school. Khalib, who then, ANC Khalib, who then stood for the DA now in the last yeah, he He's the one that paid for my studies when I was Is still working so? for, I was working part-time for his dad okay. at Snappers. And uh, they uh, really, I mean, i got to say I'm really grateful for them because he, he said to me, you can't have a young man sitting in here studying, uh, I was doing UNISA then, studying um, correspondence. And he said, you know, you need to try and get other stuff. So I did computer science via him. I did financial financial accounting via his uh, own pocket. Wow. Okay. And uh, so a lot of people, I mean, I, I, I understand when people say a kid is raised by the entire neighborhood. And I experienced that growing up in Mayfair, that, you know, you don't really belong to your family. My mom was a domestic worker. You know, all the people around chipped in to make sure that I was there. And a lot of people came around. And, you know, you have a look at it. A 300 rand domestic worker, that was a salary then. Four children raising four kids. Mm, mm. And... Yeah, I mean, she always had a dream that she wanted one of her kids to be on radio. And the biggest joy that I ever had was that before she passed on in 2002, she had me on radio. And it was the greatest moment ever of my life. Wow. And well, I mean, that, that's just so fantastic to hear because it also gets down to that issue of access to, to studying. And so if Khalib Kachalia helped you and many others will help others, it just shows you how you can change their lives, right? But, but, but you never then got into, I mean, so, so you studied the BSc, did you say computer science? Did, did you then get into that world? I got in that world and I realized not for me. I, <laughs> I remember the first 30 days I had exhausted my sick leave. And uh, my boss asked me, what is wrong? And I remember I was doing a, I had a meeting with one of my clients and I was sitting down there. They said to me, you have a wonderful voice. Have you ever thought of doing radio? Okay, that is quite interesting. And then I think a week later, I realized that they were offering auditions for a uh, radio station, Ken IFM. And also, I, I realized of a leadership that was happening as well in audiovisual broadcasting. So I took up that. It was a year and a half. I did that and I did another, 30, another three or six months doing Ken IFM. And I remember first link I ever did on radio, Savage Garden, truly, madly, deeply. That was my first song ever. 
<laughs> well, there you are. Let's do this. Let, let's get some calls here. We go, we go to Parktown first up. Jeremy on the line from Parktown. Hi, Jeremy. So proud you. Jeremy, hello. How are you, Arshad? Yeah, good talking hey, to Arshad. you. Yep. Yeah, can I just say there are four commentators. You mentioned John Pullman, Brian, uh, um, Manfred Sider, and John Hevica. There's only one word to describe them dynamic. Okay. Thank you. Don't have to say Thank more you. then. Thank you very much. <laughs> Dynamic. That's Jeremy from Parktown. Let's get to Jeffrey from uh, KZN. Hi, Jeffrey. Yeah, very good morning, Ashraf and uh, Brian. Uh, just two things very quickly to Brian. Firstly, I, I want to congratulate him for the platform that he's taken. And uh, it's all about the respect for the listener that uh, he's serving when he's doing commentary. And especially the kind of work and homework that he does. I've worked with him. I've sat with him in the office, and I know when he goes out to uh, do get some information and going to training fields, it's a lot of work. Congratulations, Brian! You have done yourself uh, proud in South Africa. Um, it's a field that is full of uh, full of politics and people ostracizing you and kicking you out, but you stood firm. And uh, also. Coming to that point as well of getting information, that clip that you have played of that goal about Andy Lechali, mm. I think it was about 35 seconds. And in 35 seconds, he described who Andy Lechali is. It's his second goal that he scored, the first goal he scored in the other match. That's the kind of information that the listener always wants. Because if I'm tuning on radio, I know that Mafanawatana has scored, but if you're giving me that extra information, then I will always want to listen to Brian Mosokeng. And then, just lastly, just on the more humorous side, what Brian does if the match maybe is pausing for an injury or a throwout mm-hmm. or there's something, is the way he loves us. <laughs> <laughs> you know it all, Jeffrey. Great, great chatting to you. Lovely, lovely anecdote. <laughs> there we are. Thanks. Okay, uh, Jeffrey, thanks for calling in. Brian? Respond to that? <laughs> no, really, thank you. I'm humbled. I mean, I've worked with Jeffrey Zikali for yeah. some time. The one and only Jeffrey Zikali. He's, yeah. he's been around for a while. And I've really, uh, you know, I understand the point he's talking about, about the, the politics in this in, in this industry. Yeah. It has not always been very good for me. You remember the time when I wanted to call it quotes, mm. and then you mm. really called me and mm. said, you're very good at doing, forget the politics. Focus mm. on mainly on what you are here to do. Mm. And you're doing a lovely job. And, and, and I think, you know, it's been people like yourselves. Uh, I was at a TV at some stage. I walked out of TV because I felt I was not being given the respect I deserved. Mm. And until I was recalled to eventually come back and, and do some work in there. Understand the political part of it. My belief has always been simple. When I, when I worked at Josie FM way back in the days, when I was doing a show, I said to the management then, if I'm sitting here doing a show and I've been here for more than six months, what happens to a kid in Soweto who wants to break into the radio industry? What I should be doing now because...